Chapter 7, You're Fired In the wee hours of the morning, Bradford finally ended his date with Amber and walked into Sarah's office with a big goofy smile plastered on his face. Before anyone could get a word out, Bradford started professing his attraction to Amber. Sarah, you were right. Amber's the one. She's gorgeous, poised, graceful and easy to talk to. I didn't want the night to end. I take it the date went well, but I have a question. Does Amber like you back? Bradford took a pause. He couldn't fathom what Sarah was alluding to, but the question rubbed his ego the wrong way. He thought, did I miss something? For the next few moments, he had to think back on all the times he caught Amber smiling at him, or how she'd softly caressed his hand. Surely that meant something. Yeah, I think so. I enjoyed the time we spent together. We had a wonderful conversation, and we have a lot in common. Plus, she's already agreed to a second date. The public will love her. Hold on lover boy, you can't just bring a new love interest on the public. Agreeing to a second date is a move in the right direction, but you're moving too fast. Amber needs a proper introduction and it needs to appear natural. Are you certain Amber is the woman for you, because you won't get a second chance at this? Sarah you're worrying again. It's Amber. If that's the case, you need to say goodbye to the other two. Uh Sarah, I was hoping you would do that for me. Me? Why do I have to dump your losers? I think I'm going to pass on that one. Ah uh, come on Sarah, this situation needs a woman's touch. Max knew some charming persuasion was in order. He quickly started massaging Sarah's shoulders. His touch always seemed to butter her up. She looked up at him with a smirk. So you two are ganging up on me? Both of you are pressing your luck. In unison and on cue, both men begged. Honey, please. Yeah, please help me. It only took a minute for her to realize the guys were right. Denise wouldn't cause a problem, but handling that damn Tiffany was another matter. Bradford may be a recovering flirt, but managing Tiffany might cause a relapse. It was best to keep them as far apart as possible. Okay, I'll do it, but give me $5,000. Wait a minute, you're charging me? Sarah, I thought we were friends. No, silly. The money isn't for me, it's for Tiffany. You know that girl wants money. It's the best way to buy her silence. Yeah, you have a point. I'll have the cash dropped off in the morning. And if Tiffany does decide to spill her guts to a tabloid, we can just deny everything. Don't worry Bradford, she won't talk. I'll make sure she takes the money and run. As for Amber's introduction, give me a few days to think it over. I'll come up with a plan. Immediately, Max was concerned about how Sarah was going to handle Tiffany. He didn't know what she meant by her firm statement, but he was sure it was nothing good, and the tone of her voice confirmed that. However, Max wasn't about to discuss the matter in Bradford's presence. Instead, he decided it was a good idea to bite his tongue for now. Nevertheless, with the next steps of the plan out of the way, they all left the room to retire for the night, but sleep wasn't in the cards for Max and Sarah. He was gearing up for another heart-to-heart -heart conversation, but as soon as they entered the penthouse, they were interrupted by a ringing phone. That could only mean one thing. Something was wrong. Sarah rushed to answer the phone, as Max stood and watched her body language. Talk to me. Ms. Rubin, sorry to call you at this hour, but we have a problem. 
the woman in 1101 is wandering through the hotel. We've tried several times to get her back to her room, but she refuses. Sarah hung up the phone and turned to Max with a stern look. It's that damn Tiffany. She's on the loose. Go to bed. I'll take care of Tiffany. Are you sure? Yes, how hard could it be to get the woman back into her room? Max strutted out of the room with confidence and headed toward Tiffany's last known location. He found her sitting in the lobby as if waiting on her next client. He politely walked over and took a seat next to her. His mother always told him, son, honey attracts more bees. So, he laid the charm on thick. Are you having trouble sleeping? No. I was trying to catch up with the mayor. Max smiled. He realized reasoning with her wouldn't work, so he lied. He knew it was the quickest way to get her out of the lobby. Tiffany the mayor left hours ago. Damn it. I wanted another run at the man. She moved in close. Too close for Max's comfort, and then she purred. You know, no guy can resist all of this. What are you up to tonight? Before Max could answer her, her hand landed on his knee. Now he saw what Bradford was talking about. She was too forward, but the look in her eyes said something different. Nevertheless, he kept a stoic face and quickly moved her hand from his knee. I think you should head back to your room. Tomorrow is another day. Why wait for tomorrow when you can join me tonight? That wouldn't be a good idea. My girlfriend would kill us both. Tiffany laughed the warning off and rubbed her hand down Max's chest. If you change your mind, I'm in room 1101. In the morning, Sarah headed to Tiffany's room. It was time to give the girl her walking papers before she pounced on the next man she saw. Sarah knocked on the door several times, but no one answered. Please, don't tell me this damn girl found a victim. Sarah wanted her out of the hotel in the worst way. So, she took a deep breath, used the master code, and entered the room.